Welcome to the Wellness Journey Podcast from St. John Vianney Center. My name is Jared O'Connor, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to journey with you and to hopefully provide you with information that will help inform and inspire you. Our podcasts are aimed at keeping you healthy in mind, body, and spirit. This is podcast number 36. The title of today's talk is Addiction and Compulsive Behavior. I'll begin the podcast by giving definition of what addiction and compulsive behavior is. And then I'll move into what does it look like? And then finally, what we can do to help ourselves or somebody else who finds themselves in these situations. Addiction is a biopsychosocial disorder characterized by persistent use of substances despite substantial harm or adverse consequences. So what does biopsychosocial mean? The bio part of it is our genetic vulnerability. Has addiction been in our family? Is one of our parents an addict or a recovering addict? If two of our parents are addicts or recovering addict, the risks are increased exponentially. And the psychological piece would be coping with anxiety, medicating a mental illness, adverse childhood experiences, dealing with our self-esteem, and the social part of it would be dealing with stress and the environmental issues around substances. For example, was alcohol readily available in our families? Was it used and abused in our families? What was the peer pressure on us to either use alcohol or other substances or other behaviors? The AMA diagnosed and stated that addiction is a disease. The word they used was alcoholism back in 1956. In 1987, then, they used the word addiction to broaden the definition. The DSM-5 released in 2013, that's the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Health Issues, broadened the definition to include process addictions as well as chemical addictions. The criteria that we see with people with addiction is a wanting to cut down and the inability to cut down, not managing work-home relationships well because of substances, continued use despite adverse consequences, the need for more of the substance to get the same effect. There's one difference in this, and that's in pornography, for example. It's not only wanting more, but it's the need for that to be different. So for the the pornography that they're viewing, for that pornography to be different pornography to have the same effect. With substances, it's a case of wanting more of that substance. Using for longer than intended. And a good example of this is social media, where people find themselves four or five hours on social media when they only intended to spend 30, 40, 50 minutes. So we see basic impaired control, using more than was intended, wanting to cut it out and not being able to, neglecting responsibilities, giving up hobbies, social interactions, risky use. So using at work, using in social settings where it's not appropriate, driving, um, 
using machinery. The physical dependency would be withdrawal, both psychological and physical. We even see this withdrawal with things like social media and with phones, with young people in particular, where you take the phone away from them and within a very short period of time, they start exhibiting the same type of withdrawal that somebody who has been compulsively using a substance. There's four levels of severity for addiction, at risk, mild, moderate, and severe. Hopefully we'll intervene with somebody when they're at the at risk or the mild. When it becomes moderate and severe, it's more difficult to in the first place, but then also the consequences of addiction are much greater. There's two basic types of addiction, as we said before, the process addictions and the chemical addictions. Uh, those types of addictions would include alcohol, anorexia, bulimia, cannabis use, cocaine, heroin, the other street drugs, overeating, gambling, um, prescription drugs, benzodiazepines, for example, sedatives or narcotics, painkillers, sleeping pills, even over the counter, tobacco. The CDC says that prescription drug abuse is the leading cause of death in the United States. Those prescription drugs are obviously somebody else's prescription. They're easily accessible to our younger people through the medical cabinets in our houses, uh, either a parent's prescriptions or grandparents' prescriptions. Um, but with a population that's aging, we can be going to see two or three different doctors and we've been on several different prescriptions and they may be interacting with each other. And that can become an issue unto itself. So the risk factors of addiction, the two main risk factors are loneliness and isolation. In the last two and a half years, we've seen copious amount of loneliness and isolation because of COVID both in the lockdowns and then with the residual effects after COVID. Um, we've seen an increase in depression, an increase in addiction uh, because of people's isolation and loneliness. When we are socially connected with other people, uh, we do see a lowering of the risk of depression, a lowering of the risk of high blood pressure, a stronger immune system. And when these things are taken away, they, they have been in the last two and a half years, they cause significant issues. Addicts can become skilled manipulators and compulsive deceivers. Because of that, we need to know what to look for. Changes in appearance, for example, washing, uh, taking care of clothes, looking disheveled. Another one would be no eye contact or very little eye contact. Um, would be instability in the gait, instability in walking or falling, slurred speech, readiness, hyper talk as well as no talk, uh, masking odor from our breath with mouthwash, mints, air fresheners, decrease in motivation in things that used to motivate us, prayer life, ministry, uh, the work that we have to do, interacting with the people in our community, stealing and embezzlement, paranoia and secretiveness, losing friends, dropping friends, 
DUI or accidents in the car, and then health issues, kidney, liver, heart. It's a disease of mind, body, and spirit. It is a spiritual malady. When we look at addiction and compulsive behaviors, a lot of the time we focus on the moral, immoral aspects of it. It's important to recognize that having the disease of addiction is not moral or immoral. It just is. You have the disease of addiction, just like you would have cancer or diabetes or anything else. The behaviors around it can be moral or immoral. So what do we do? What we don't do is leave the status quo as it is. We call somebody or we talk to somebody else about somebody who's has experience in these issues about what we should do. Here at St. John Vianney Center, we have an 800 number and you can call it at any time and confidentially, anonymously talk to one of our staff members and get some suggestions on, on how to approach this, if it's for yourself or for somebody else in your community. 12-step programs have obviously shown how effective they are over the last 75, 80 years. Um, blaming somebody doesn't work. Um, holding them accountable for their actions does work, but blaming them does not work. After all, these folks have a disease, um, and what we have to do is help them to recover from that disease. They don't have to seek the help on their own. They can be encouraged to, and that's our responsibility. Our responsibility as brothers and sisters to these people is to be able to take them aside. And it is risky because you you run the risk of, of losing a friendship sometimes, but saying, I see this going on. And I saw you at the community meeting the other day and you, you were red faced and, or I was sitting next to you at prayer and um, I smelled alcohol on your breath. And if they don't, then it's our duty to take it to the next level and to bring it to somebody who's in authority over them. But we must do it out of love. We must not do it in order to punish the person, but in order to help the person. You've been listening to the Wellness Journey podcast from St. John Vianney Center. I hope today's topic, addiction and compulsive behavior, proves useful to you. You can find all of our podcasts and additional resources for clergy and religious on our website at sjvcenter.org. And then click on resources. We are companions on your journey to stay healthy in mind, body, and spirit. We are St. John Vianney Center, and our mission is you.